praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy. So you're worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. Oh, the heavens and His eyes are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. So God is watching over us. He's listening to us, and he delivers us from all our afflictions. And then we're going to see the next character from the Bible, very interesting character, is Joseph. What did Joseph go through? And was Joseph righteous? We're going to see a few verses from his life. We're going to see what the Lord did for Joseph, and what... Joseph did in his circumstance. We're going to turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 37. I'm going to read verse 4, 5, and 8. Now Joseph, as we know, he's a son of Jacob, and he's a son of Rachel. And he was a very favorite son to his father. Verse 3 says, Now Israel, that is Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. He also made him a tunic of many colors. Jacob had Benjamin, but I don't know why he really liked Joseph a lot. It talks especially about Joseph that his father made the multicolor robe for Joseph. Nothing about Benjamin is mentioned over here. So Joseph was his dad's favorite son. God gave favor to Joseph. A lot of times God gives us favor in the eyes of other people, and everybody around us, they start getting jealous. So that's what happened to Joseph. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. The hatred was so much that they couldn't even talk peacefully to him. Like It was just boiling. Every time they used to see Joseph, they had like murderous thoughts. They wanted to kill him. They, they could not say hello to him. They, not because of what Joseph did. Joseph didn't do anything wrong. But because of the favor he had with his father. Now Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So now Joseph has favor with the Lord. The Lord is speaking to Joseph through a dream. Now what is he getting as a result? More hatred. They already hated him that they couldn't even speak peaceably to, with him. So we don't know how much more can they hate him. But it says they hated him even more. So verse 6 says, So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. So you can see how innocent Joseph was. He was so innocent that he didn't even recognize that his brothers were hating him. But he's going and begging like somebody listen to what I dreamt. Because he's like so thrilled with his dream. And there, verse 7 says, There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around 
and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now, when he went and told these dreams to his brothers, it says they hated him even more. Now we don't know how much more, because they already hated him to the core. I don't know how much more they can hate him, but they really, really hated him. And we will see that in the following verses, that how much they hated him. What they did to his own brother, even though we know the story, it's good for us to read certain verses to actually um, think what Joseph went through and relate to what he went through and see how he was righteous before the Lord. And we're going to see verse 13. In verse 13 it says, And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to them, Here I am. So Joseph, he is being hated so much, but when the father calls and says, Go and see your brother, and see how they are doing, instead of saying, I don't want to go, they hate me, he's saying, I'm going, I want to go see my brothers. When he went to see them, we see in the following verses, what they did to Joseph. The first thing was, he almost got killed. Joseph almost got killed. We're going to read verse 18 to 20. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near, they conspired against him to kill him. Now Joseph is facing death. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say, Some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. So they hated him so much that they wanted to kill him. Very similar to Daniel. People hated him and they wanted to kill him. And Joseph, he didn't do any wrong, but they hated him and they wanted to kill him. We see verse, 20 and, verse 27 and 28 again, how much they hated him. They, they are saying, come let us sell him. The first portion was they wanted to kill him. But over here, when he was faced with death, the Lord delivered Joseph from death. He should have been killed. He should have been dead. But God was faithful. He delivered him out of his affliction, which was death, when he was facing death. God was the one who protected him, and he delivered him. Now the next thing Joseph was facing is, verse 27, he's being sold. He was thrown in the pit, and he's being sold now. He's being sold to the Ishmaelites, strangers that he didn't even know. We have to imagine like a child who's being favored by the father so much, all of a sudden, like he's faced with death, and now they're pushing him into strangers. And we read verse 27 says, Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is a brother in our flesh. And his brothers listened. So now they're selling him to the Ishmaelites. In verse 28, Then Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. So the second thing Joseph is facing is he's being sold. Joseph was hated by his brother. Joseph almost was killed. He was thrown in the pit, and now he's being sold by strangers. God, at every circumstance, God's eyes, like he says, his eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. God's eyes were on Joseph. So even when he was almost about to be killed, God rescued him from there. 
he delivered him from that situation and then God took him out of there and again he was faced with another affliction where he was sold when he was sold God was there God's eyes were there and God was with Joseph and we're going to see in the following verse he was again sold to Potiphar verse um, chapter 37 verse 36 we're going to see now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. So God was seeing this righteous Joseph being sold into the hands of the Egyptian man, Potiphar. If you look at chapter 39, verse 2, we're going to see the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So even in the place where he was sold, God delivered him from there and he made him successful in the Egyptian's house. But then, he's faced with another affliction. We're going to go back to the main verse again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So he's faced with one affliction after another. He was faced with hatred. He was faced with uh, murder. He was faced with being sold to strangers and now he is being a slave and there the Lord is giving him grace and favor God is delivering him each and every time now he's faced with another affliction where the master's wife Potiphar's wife is accusing him falsely accusing him of something that he did not do and now he's faced with slander lying and he's being put in jail they're taking him they're throwing him in prison God is watching God was watching over Joseph and God gave favor even in that prison God gave him favor the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to his cry and it says in Potiphar's house Joseph found favor and in the prison he found favor if you read verse 4 39 verse 4 Joseph found favor in his sight and served him then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put in his hand so verse 5 it says so it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. So look at how much the Lord blessed even though he was sold now as a slave in Potiphar's house. God delivered him from that circumstance. He was not living like a slave. God blessed him. He was like an officer in that house. God blessed him. But now from there he was falsely accused by his master's wife and we see his righteousness over here verse 9 it says chapter 39 verse 9 Joseph is talking to his master's wife there is no one greater in this house than I nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you're his wife how then can I do this wicked great wickedness and sin against God you see the righteousness of Joseph Joseph did not say, oh, okay, I will find more favor if I listen to my master's wife, because my master is away most of the time. But he never did that. He feared the Lord, and he was righteous before the Lord. And it says, you know how much Joseph went through? Verse 10 says, and she spoke to him, she spoke to Joseph day by day, and he did not heed. So, his trial was not a one-time thing. Every day, every day, every day he was being afflicted by this woman. And finally he was falsely accused and thrown in jail. 
So what did the Lord do? Even in jail, we see verse 21. Verse, let's read 20 and 21. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's hand, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Isn't that very similar to verse 4 in chapter 39? We see how the Lord, he delivers the righteous. Out of all their troubles, each and every time they go through affliction, God is faithful. God delivers them. And it may look like a prison, temporarily, but God gives favor. Even in that prison, the righteous, they thrive. That's why it says in the, in, in the Bible, in Psalms, righteous flourish like the palm tree. So even in the desert, even when everything looks dry, the righteous will keep flourishing. They'll keep going upward like the palm tree. And Joseph, when he was sold as a slave, he flourished. When he was put in prison, he was flourishing. And we see how in, verse, uh, in chapter 40, that he was such a righteous person before the Lord. He wasn't like, um, worrying about himself when the other prisoners were around him. He was trying to go comfort them, console them, and asking them, okay, why is your face down? Why are you feeling sad? And he was trying to interpret. Do, he's doing ministry. He's doing prison ministry inside the prison. But he's actually not supposed to be there. He's not a prisoner. But he's been falsely accused. He was not guilty. But he was falsely accused and he was put in there. Did the Lord forget him? No. God was with Joseph in each and every stage. God was giving him favor. Because each and every trial that we go through, every affliction, He not only delivers us, it becomes our stepping stone. And we see how God lifted Joseph up. We're going to conclude with this. How the Lord lifted Joseph up when he was in the prison, when he didn't know, he might have even forgotten how many years he was in the prison. He might have even forgotten whether it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, he might have not even known. Okay, this is one day and this is the next day. He was just living in the prison. He had no idea. He had his dream in front of them. And he was faithful to the Lord. That's why it says in the Psalms, they hurt his feet with fetters. The word of the Lord tried him. Once the trial period was over, he was exalted. So the afflictions that come to us, when the Lord allows it, it is for our elevation. We just have to just write that in our heart. Each and every affliction that we go through, it is for our elevation. It is not for our downfall. It is not for God to drown us down and for God to get that emotional high. Oh, we cry, oh Lord, help me. And it doesn't meet God's ego saying, oh, I'm here, I'm helping you. No. God is using that as a stepping stone. He's molding our character. And at the same time, we're proving ourselves before the Lord. The Lord uses that to elevate us. So that's why in the beginning I said, God orders the step of righteous men. So Joseph was a righteous man. Daniel was a righteous man. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were righteous men. And God ordered their steps. Every time they went through affliction, that was a place for elevation. So when we go through affliction, we have to just settle this within us, that, Lord, the path that I'm going through right now, you're taking me through this in order to elevate me. You are faithful enough to deliver me, not only to deliver me, but to promote me. And we see 
how the Lord promoted Joseph from his prison. And the Lord, we say verse 44. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, chapter 41, verse 44, Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. In 45, and Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnath Paniah, and he gave him as a wife Ashnath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. So this shows how much God blessed him and God elevated him. When the Lord's time came, God took him and he elevated him. We see God gave him favor in the eyes of Pharaoh. And only God can do that. And we see also in verse 38 of 41, chapter 41, verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this man in whom is the Spirit of God? Do we see that in Daniel also? The heathen king is saying, he has the wisdom of God. He has the spirit of God. Now, Pharaoh is another heathen king. He is telling about Joseph. He has the spirit of God. And can we find another man like this? No, no replacement for a child of God. Because a child of God has the spirit of God within himself. That's what makes him special. And we see verse 39 and then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. What a glorious elevation for all the years of misery that Joseph went through. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. And we have to have the other verse in our heart, that is, God's eyes are open to the righteous. He sees the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. His eyes are always on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. So we have to remember, if we are walking before the Lord, any affliction that we go through, we know, his eyes are on me. His ears are hearing me. Whenever I call, Abba Father, Jesus, that means he hears right away. He says, my child is calling me and his eyes are on us. So immediately when he hears us, he sees us, and he answers us. He delivers us from all afflictions. All. So I would really say in Psalm 34, 19, underline the word many, underline the word righteous, underline the word deliver them, and underline the word all. Those are like very, very important words that our God will deliver us out of all our afflictions. And our afflictions that we go through is for our elevation. Our affliction is for our elevation. Memorize that over and over again and say that our affliction is for our elevation. So when we settle that in our heart, when we go through affliction, we will not complain. We will not say, why am I going through? I'm the only person going through when this person has this, that person has that. They are not going through suffering like me. Why should I? We need to know that for me, there's a promotion waiting. For me, this is a stepping stone for my promotion. Just like God used everything for good. 
for Daniel, for Joseph, for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. God will do the same thing for us. And I want to close with this verse. Romans 8.28 is a very familiar verse. All things work together for good to them that love God. And let's read that verse. And close with that verse. How faithful our God is. That even the affliction, He works it toward our good. Even the slavery, even the prison, even the lion's den, even the fiery furnace, even being sold as um, slaves into strange land and being taken as captive into strange land. God uses all of those for the good of His children. So let's read Romans 8.28 and worship God for a few minutes. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. So we see that everything, we have to underline the word all over here too. God delivers us out of all our afflictions and Romans 28, 8.28 says, All things that includes all our afflictions work together for good. And to those who love God, those are the righteous people. To those who love God, and to those who are called according to the purpose of God, who are washed by the blood of Jesus, made righteous by the blood of Jesus, that is the call according to His purpose. And for those who love God, are the people who walk in obedience to the Lord, who lead a righteous life. So, shall we just close our eyes, and look to the Lord, and seek God for a few minutes, and just go through it in our heart, what the Lord has spoken to us this night. Whatever we are going through, our Father, God, He sees our circumstance. He sees what we are going through. He knows our needs. He knows our affliction. He knows our sorrow. He knows our prison. He knows our fiery furnace. He knows our lion's den. He knows where we are sold. He knows everything that we are going through. He knows our emotional pain. He knows how many people hate us. He knows who wants to murder us. He knows everything about us. But the question is, are we trusting Him? Are we trusting Him to be faithful enough to deliver us from all our afflictions, from every affliction that we go through? Is God able to deliver us? Is He able to deliver you? Is He able to deliver me? The answer is yes. He is able to deliver. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we righteous before the Lord? As many are the afflictions of the righteous, and God delivers the righteous. There is no problem to be. God cannot solve it. There is no mountain to talk. He cannot move. A storm to dark, God cannot harm it. There is no sorrow to deep, He cannot soothe Live here, carry the weight of the world upon His shoulders. 
Shoulders.